All right, good day, everybody. This is E. Marcel Pertooth of Sports Inquirer. Thanks for joining us on this latest edition of the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. We're going to preview tomorrow's contest on October 22nd between Georgia State and Texas State on the football field. We're, we're recording this. We are recording this on October 21st, 2021. And once again, thanks for joining us. I know this is a day before the contest, a little bit later than normal, but we wanted to get a quick preview in of the contest before it takes place and to hear this and other inquiries and things that we have going on on this on our stuff go to the sportsinquiry.net premier cipher news and notes in the world of sports you can go on there and see a lot of things including our exclusive interview with georgia state tight end aubrey Payne. we spoke with them about his season so far for the panthers his engagement uh, to be married and transferring into the program and representing the state of Georgia on a national stage. So we delve into all of that stuff in the interview. I highly recommend that you go to the site and check it out. You can also go to our social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Whenever we do a post on the site, you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. And we also do live tweeting and uh, for a lot of contests. We'll do one for tomorrow between Georgia State and Texas State. So make sure you go to the site and do that. You subscribe to us and you'll get all of our analysis while the contest is taking place. And finally, you can subscribe to us on several audio and video platforms. You can go to us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and our new endeavor, Anchor, which is technically Spotify, but that's the podcast wing of uh, Spotify. It's called Anchor. So you can go on there and follow everything that we have going on. In fact, when you hear the audio portion of this uh, show or to see the audio portion on our site, it goes right to our Anchor podcast uh, grouping. So make sure you go on there. You can subscribe and keep track of all that we have going on. Okay, so Georgia State football, they are hosting Texas State on October 23rd. Georgia State is coming off of a very good week of action, or two weeks ago, because they had a bye week before this bye week that they just experienced. They had a big victory over Louisiana Monroe, 55-21, to and that contest took place at Monroe on October 9th. GSU set several school records with eight touchdowns and tied program high with points scored, which was the 40-55. The margin of victory, 34 points, and first downs, 39. We've seen the offense have its ups and downs through the season, but that was by far their best performance of the year. They had 572 yards of total offense, including 326 yards on the ground, which was the fifth most in program history for a single contest. In fact, this year, we've seen the Panthers have two of the top eight rushing performances in program history. They've happened over the past four games, the contest against Monroe, and they also rushed for 298 yards against Charlotte. A big part of that strong offensive form has been quarterback Darren Granger. He tied a GSU record with five total touchdowns in the Monroe victory. He threw for 230 yards, rushed for 84 yards, and had two touchdown passes each to tight end Aubrey Payne. As I mentioned, go to the site and you can hear his breakdown of that contest, as well as wide receiver Jasiris uh, Credo. So he had all. He also had two TD catches from Granger, and Granger had a one-yard TD run himself. For in the last four starts of the season for Granger, he has thrown nine touchdown passes. 
we were able to speak with head coach Sean Elliott about Granger's progression through the past few weeks of play. Yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think you talk to him about the next step. I think it, it just gradually happens. I mean, you don't want to push the envelope on anything. Um, I think our message to him is uh, let's do things that you're comfortable with doing. And uh, whether it's in the throw game or in a run game, but uh, we don't want to, we don't want to stress anyone out. We don't want to stress our offensive line out or, or whoever it might be, uh, whether it's a back with too much, uh, you know, putting too much on their shoulders. Uh, so we're just going to let him figure it out. He's going to gradually grow. And uh, a lot of things are going to become a lot easier for him as he, you know, I guess develops in these more game-like situations that he encounters. Like you just said, it's just his 11th game. So it's not like he's got, you know, 30 games up under his belt and has been doing this for, for several years now. And uh, it's a new offense, but uh, I think he's going to, he's going to be fine. Like I said, we're going to give him the things that he's very comfortable in doing. And I think you're going to see him grow uh, dramatically over the next six contests or, or this week. You know, I, I think every time he has an opportunity to go out and practice and, and play, uh, he is going to get better. And a big part of that victory against Monroe also was the defense. Safety Jalen Tate forced a fumble that was recovered by, by Javon Dennis uh, in the contest. Uh, all us also had big defensive highlights from sophomore safety Antavius Lane. He had his fifth career interception. Blake Carroll had eight tackles, one tackle for loss. And defensive end Jeffrey Clark, he had two tackles for loss, including a sack. We've seen the Panthers' defense not be able to create turnovers throughout the season, but against Monroe, they intercepted a pass, forced three fumbles, and recovered one of them in the victory. And we also spoke with Coach Elliott once again about the team forcing turnovers and taking advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, it, w- it would be nice. It would be really nice. You know, we, we get a safety there in the end zone, have a holding penalty against ULM. We get the uh, the interception and uh, and go get a foul on that one as well. And then we get another one later on that uh, was not taken. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking for turnovers. I think turnovers is such an, a key to any football game. Uh, you've got to prevent uh, from turning the football over, and then you've got to get your hands on. Uh, turnovers uh, more so than what we've been doing so hopefully that continues a good trend for us against Texas State Uh, maybe they can throw it up to us maybe we can make some nice breaks and and get in front of a few yeah and it it is clear that it was a little bit cliche by coach Elliott that the the, the game of football is named with the ball it's in the name but it is true though I mean it's the basic concepts of football you have the ball you want to score and if you're defending you want to get the ball back so they've done a very good job, especially they did a good job against Monroe in doing that. So as I mentioned, Georgia State is coming off of the bye week and a lot of coaches have different approaches to bye week. Some like to send the team away for an entire week. It's like, I don't want to see you get rest, get rehab, see your family. Some continue to have practices all throughout the bye week. I asked Coach Elliott about what his point, how the team handled uh, this past bye week heading into Texas State. And we, we handle it just like everything else. We went out and prepared Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for Texas State. Had a little, uh, couple scenarios that we went good versus good in practice. Uh, we didn't stay out there for two and a half hours and, 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 and beat them down. We tried to, you know, do the things that we thought necessary to, to get our, our football team better and then got off the field. No, we didn't. We don't go back and I'm not self-scouting this and self-scouting that because, 
you know, what may have worked against North Carolina or Auburn or whoever from Charlotte. Uh, I mean, it may not work against Texas State or Troy or Georgia Southern or whoever it may be. Uh, we just try to get our fundamentals a little bit better and honed in and try to continue building on what we, we finished against ULM. And that's a little bit of momentum playing both well offensively, defensively, and then, of course, special teams. Yeah, so it was a balance of letting the guys get a few days off and getting some rehab and also uh, letting them uh, get healthy and also sharpening up some things. I guess it was not a full review of all the previous games, which is something that a lot of coaches do as well. But Georgia State is banged up. The the two top receivers coming into the season, Sam Pickney and Cornelius McCoy, they've been dealing with the injuries throughout the year, struggling to stay on the field. I, I don't know what the prognostic my prognostication as far as availability is going to be for those two guys about having a week off should at least give them a better shot of playing in the contest. And they're going to have to have all of their weapons ready against a Texas state team that is also two and four on the season and one and one in the Sun Belt. Both teams share the same record, but Texas state is coming off of a 31 28 home loss to Troy in their Sun Belt contest on October 16th. The Bobcats have a very opportunistic defense. They forced the most fumbles in the conference at 10 so far this season. I asked Coach Elliott directly about the team protecting the ball and limiting those turnover opportunities for Texas State. Well, you know, I don't think you, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they're in good position at times to create those turnovers and and get those opportunities. We've got to be smart. Uh, turnovers are one of two things. You're making poor decisions in the throw game or you're carrying the ball loosely in the run game. Uh, so we, we do talk about that each and every week and we make sure, you know, they understand the importance. It, the game is named after the ball and it's it's an important part of the game. So, yes, that's going to be critical each and every week. Yeah, so it's not like you, a coach will have a sit-down meeting with the team is like, okay, this team really turns the ball low or forces a lot of turnovers. We have to protect the ball this week as opposed to other weeks. But it was worth asking because it is a team that on paper does not have the best defense, but they do force turnovers, and that could be an issue for any team. The Bobcats are also very strong in the red zone. They are the second-best team in percentage as far as red zone defense. I spoke a lot during the presser with Coach Elliott this past week, so I I actually did ask all these questions. Sometimes you say, we spoke with him exclusively. This was not exclusive. It was a presser. But I did ask a lot of these questions. This was another one I asked of Coach Elliott about the Panthers trying to score in the red zone and not limit themselves just to the field goals and going for touchdowns. Yeah, you know, um, they are. They they do a good job in the red zone, but – you know, we got to stick with doing what we do best in the red zone. Certainly, if, if we're able to control the ground game, you know, we will go with that. If it's a more of a throw game, then we're certainly going to attack that. But you have to come away with touchdowns in the red zone. I've always thought that, uh, and it, it's not any different. So that's, that'll be a challenge for us as well. Uh, we'll come up with a good plan and see what we, uh, what we put out there on Saturday. Yeah, so they do have to take advantage of those scoring opportunities and having Granger with that running and passing um, option, especially could go outside and do some zone reads and throw on the run, that does present better opportunities for Georgia State to score when they get inside of the 20-yard line. Interesting series against Texas State. It dates back to 2013. 
Yes, 2013 is when they first played. And the Panthers won the the three straight contest between the two teams from 2015 to 2017. Uh, but Texas State has won the last two contests in 2018 and 2019. They did not play last season just due to the way the schedule uh, was set up. But their last contest uh, between the two teams was very memorable. If you remember back in 2019, it ended up being the longest contest to date in Georgia State history as the Panthers fell 37 to 34 in triple overtime in San Marcos. And I spoke with Aubrey Payne about it. He remembers that day because he was there uh, with all that happened with it. But I think it'll be a very close contest. Comes down to the final few possessions, I think. Uh, it's just very tough to read Georgia State coming off of the bye. They had their best performance against Monroe. A little bit of a step up against Texas State, but you can say, well, Monroe just beat Liberty, who was regarded as a potential top 25 team in the nation last week. So Georgia State beats a Monroe team that was able to get a victory over Liberty. So that victory against Monroe does look a little bit better, uh, but we'll see what happens with Texas State uh, tomorrow at uh, the GS, GSU Stadium or Center Park Stadium. I'll give it the proper name with the sponsorship. But that concludes this edition of the Technical State of Georgia Athletics. Thanks for listening to our show. As always, go to the sportsinquire.net, premier site for news and notes in the world of sports. You can also go to our social media platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And finally, subscribe to our audio and video host, such as YouTube. Still go to SoundCloud. There, eventually, there's some stuff going on with SoundCloud. Nothing on their end. Uh, but eventually stuff will be up on there. I know some of you go to SoundCloud for our content. We'll get content up there eventually, but still subscribe to it. That's not a problem. But it's a YouTube, SoundCloud, go to Spotify, and also Anchor, which is the subsidiary of uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. Go to those sites and follow us, and you'll be able to keep track of all that we have going on. So once again, until next time, good fight, good night, and be safe.